Good morning and welcome into the Cap'n J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot here on Cap'n J Hood. Weekday morning, 7 to 10, and it's brought to you by ESPN Vet. Now live in Illinois. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets with any sports book. Bet. Bet. Say good morning to JW Norling. Bet. Good morning, boys, on a Wednesday. How we feeling? Hump day, halfway through the week. I apologize to ESPN Bet. I was trying to give you a nice lead in, but Cap trampled me, so I, I beg your pardon. ESPN, we'll give you a, a make good later on in the show. You were like an Amish wagon on the Edens. I had to get going. Get out of the left lane, man. Damn. That's no way to talk about the Amish. I love the Amish. Do you? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> you don't believe it. I feel like, I feel like it's like at best. We bought furniture at the perhaps. furniture store. Yeah, that was coming. Um, so I told this Jackaloon uh, way early in the winter, Shay Norling, I said, you know, in February, February 27th, we're going to have baseball. I'm going to call it baseball in February. I'm going to call it baseball and basketball in the same winter. No shot! It's a mild winter. My first question was, where? You going to Texas, Florida? Yes. You said, no, at UIC. Curtis said, You're Stadium. an idiot. Yes. No chance. It's happening, man. Did mild winter, yes. But it's so weird, the civil weather we have here. You go from 75 degrees. I was in a, it was in a, a polo shirt yesterday in the booth at Curtis Granson Stadium. Curtis Granson was there, by the way. He was there to see the, the home opener yesterday against North Park. Super cool. And uh, 75 degrees, beautiful day, as you well know, Cap. And then just like that, hail, rain. It was like it was like um, you know, like the uh, the news stations with their news coverage for like the election yesterday. They were oh on for three God. hours talking about all the weather that we were had. Ben- Kent Nino Mia from Channel Seven. Yes, I think he's around. <laughs> yeah, more. I understand what you mean. Yes. Hi, I'm out here on the Kennedy. I'm like, oh man, dude, stay in the studio. And just give me a camera shot. Get out of the weather. So really, seventy-five to thirty-five, really. Yeah, and they said wind chill later this morning could get to zero. And then back in the 50s and like 70 again on Monday. It doesn't make sense. Not healthy. So we're going to hear from Tracy Butler to find out the weather patterns coming up at 9.50. But it was so good to be out there, Cap, in the nice warmth yesterday. Calling UIC baseball and then coming in with a heavy jacket the next day. Oh, God. <laughs> I wore shorts to work yesterday. Yes, you did. And I ran through downtown. I did my run that I do after the show. And I was in shorts. I had a hoodie on, but I didn't even need it. And this morning, I got a jacket, a hoodie, <laughs> pants. It's like it's ridiculous. Shay, what do we have for this edition of Shot or No Shot? All right, I got to start with some options for the Bears that have started to improve or to appear that could improve the roster via trade. Uh, teams reportedly looking to offload some franchise tag players. Chiefs. Preparing to use the tag on quarterback on cornerback Legarius Sneed, but they are open to trade offers for him. And also the Cincinnati Bengals, the rumor is they tagged T. Higgins with the intention of trading him. Basically what the Packers did with Devontae Adams. Use the tag, recoup assets, get him out. Shot or no shot, the Bears should trade for either 
Sneed, the corner of the Chiefs, or T. Higgins, Bengals wide receiver? Why am I trading for Sneed? I'm getting Johnson done. He's a better player than Sneed. I think it's tougher opinion. because of positional need, yeah. And what do they want for T. Higgins? They're going to want a fortune. How and much? i got to pay him a fortune. No, I'll pass. Sorry, Mrs. Higgins. How much of the cap wow. are you spending there in that spot for a T. Higgins? What do you think that costs? Is it, what is the the tag was what nineteen million? Yeah, he's probably looking for twenty two million a year on a long term commitment. I'm not doing that and giving up draft capital. No, thank you. You know, there's two philosophies with the wide receiver spot that we all know. Shay knows this better than anyone because as a Patriots fan, you know that you'll just any any accountant any. You know, sanitation worker. That's all right, Tom. Go ahead. Just work with those guys. You don't need an all all worldwide receiver. Just 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 give them the ball. It'll be just fine. Outside of Randy Moss, you really didn't have like who you would consider all world speed, unbelievable difference making talent. The wide receiver position you just had really solid players at the wide receiver position, or you get studs out there that could be able to make a difference for you right away. It shouldn't just be one a team. Shay, if you can get two, it'd be awesome. Yeah, in fact, I would argue that if the Patriots had cared at all about the wide receiver position, Tom Brady might never have left. The yeah. fact that they didn't kind of drove him to Tampa Bay, where he had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and I'll push. And you're more of the Patriots expert than we are. But that's a fair. It's a fair assessment. It though. is. But Brady said recently, I, "I was done with Bill. I had to get out of there. The relationship had grown." Stale. But that's the connection, though, he's right. talking about. I'm telling you, he was done with Bill because he'd been begging for an actual wide receiver, and Bill kept drafting Division two safeties in the first two rounds. Yeah, I think he was leaving either way. He was done with Bill. Done. I want to enjoy life. No. No, what he laid out, what Shane just laid out there is true, though. It, it's like, it, I'd stay with the Patriots if you did right by me, kind of using the Ryan Poles uh, and his phrase. I think that that I think those both things are right in that yes there was fatigue between Brady and Belichick because Belichick wanted things his way Brady can have the fun that he had in Tampa and now in his post career I think it had festered for a while but imagine if Brady had some autonomy and some some swing in the organization to say hey man give me some wide receivers I can work with so that doesn't have to be so hard why do I have to continue to just throw to just guys so is there any comparison between Brady going, I, it was toxic. I was done. Done. And Michael Jordan and Jerry Krause. Yeah, because Michael could have ended. And Mike couldn't get his way in the, in his, he couldn't get his friends on the team like LeBron did at once upon a time right. with the Walter Lakers. Walter Davis, yeah. whoever. He couldn't Even get, though Jerry was right, Walter was done. He couldn't get Rod Strickland or Walter Davis on the team, his buddies. Correct. So, I mean. I think there's a parallel to that, yes. But what Shay is saying is correct. I mean, at some point, it's like, dude, I'm I'm winning with less. Could you just could you, could you make my life easier by getting me a world class wide receiver? So this doesn't have to be so effing hard. In fact, Cap, you know the straw that broke the camel's back, and I think mm-hmm. this has been reported. Mm-hmm. Was they went and got Antonio Brown, yes. and then Antonio Brown had some, we'll say, off the field issues. He was accused of some uh, unsavory activities. Yep. And the Patriots immediately cut him. And Brady was furious. And you know who signed Antonio Brown pretty quickly? Tampa Bay. Yep. They did. Shit. He's right. Uh, uh, T. Higgins would be awesome on the Bears. I agree. I'd love it. Shay. 
uh, Boomer Esiason had a very strong take about Ryan Poles and Caleb Williams yesterday on his radio show. Listen to this. I, I, if you listen to what's going on out there, it doesn't sound like it's completely over. It doesn't. They're, right, they're, it's I, over. Uh, I mean, it should be over. It's over. This, they're taking this kid right here, and if they don't take this kid, then Ryan Paul should be fired. Yeah. I mean, I. I, I mean, you got to you got to restart the quarterback clock. You got all the assets from the trades that you've made. Um, you're sitting pretty. You kept your head coach. You got a new offensive coordinator in there. You know, you could you could say that they they should have hired Cliff Kingsbury, but he ended up going to Washington. Cale Williams is from Washington D.C. Well, well, here, but here's all right. So this is the the thing when I say something's going yeah. on. And you just touched on it. And if you're the number one overall pick, you go to whatever team. All right, there you have it. Boomer Esiason. If they don't take Caleb Williams, Ryan Pohl should be fired. Shot or no shot? The decision at quarterback with the number one pick really is that easy. That's a shot. That's a shot. Even, though, even though the Viking fan, Gio, wasn't sure. Right. All you have to do is do the background. He's watched a billion plays of him on tape from Oklahoma to USC, he's had all his scouts have been out there for games. He's known this was a possibility, and all you have to do is okay. How does he stack up? Do we like what we see on tape? Yes. How is he as a kid? Great. What do his teammates say? Check. How about medicals? Check. Emotional stability. Check. All right, get him in here. Let's talk to him, and then you take him. You do not trade that pick if. If you agree with all those answers. That's a shot. Shay. All right, Ryan Poles talked to Waddle and Sylvie yesterday, told him if he gets to a point where he knows for sure he's using that top pick on a quarterback, he will shut down trade offers. He also said yesterday his phone is still ringing 24-7, which I took to mean he hasn't shut down trade offers. So shot or no shot, Poles still ain't sold on Caleb Williams. Uh, That's no shot. He is locked in. They are taking Caleb Williams. Caleb. Uh, Caleb. The only way that this doesn't happen is if Caleb blows the personal interviews with Ryan Poles, and I would imagine that won't happen. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, it's a no shot that he's, I would say that Ryan Poles is locked in on Caleb Williams. And, and for the simple fact is, is that you're just not passing up on the quarterback class twice. You're just not doing that. And if you did, that means that you have the right infrastructure around Fields and that you are guaranteeing that the Bears will be a perennial playoff team with Fields starting next season. And you can't guarantee that. Here's the thing. You can't guarantee anything in the National Football League. But one thing you can say is that at least for four or five years, you have the quarterback position locked up on a rookie deal with Caleb Williams. If it doesn't work in the first year in cap, you know, I'm not looking for the fireworks that you see. Only be, uh, for the first year of the Bears if Caleb Williams is the quarterback. I don't see that because there's a learning curve with Caleb Williams. I don't expect him to be great at the beginning. I'm giving him grace because he's a rookie quarterback, and rightfully so. You know, I know that there will be some if Caleb Williams is the quarterback. In the first game the Bears play, the Bears lose 33-10, to 10, and he throws two picks, and he doesn't play well. This guy's a bust. This guy that, well, for any rookie, for any rookie, you give him grace. I don't care if it's C.J. Stroud or if it's you know any or the worst quarterbacks that come into the league. You give them grace because you got to learn the NFL system. You have to. It takes time. As much as people thought that Trevor Lawrence was the short thing out of college, even for him, it took time. Had to get the right coaching. Might, might still need the right coaching. Who knows? But but again, it's never a short thing out of the box. 
Right. Uh, but I think both things could be true. You, He will have struggles because every rookie does. But I also think the infrastructure around him and the talent level around him will be good enough that they can handle some of the bumps in the road. They'll lose some games where you go, God, he threw three picks. What are we doing here? And there'll be games where he'll throw three touchdowns. You'll be like, did you see what we saw? Special. Oh, boy. We got some fresh news from Caleb Williams in Indianapolis. Headline, Shay. Caleb Williams intrigued by Bears, comma, commanders at the top of the draft. I'll give you one quote as we get ready for around the NFL. He says this. And, Cap, do you see this that just came across? He talks about how he says, I'm not pushing my agenda, says Williams. At the end of the day, the Bears have the last say. Regardless of how I feel, I'm not pushing an agenda of, yeah, I want to go, or no, I don't want to go. I'm excited for whatever comes. Around the NFL, Caleb Williams spoke about the Bears and more on Cap and J-Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and J-Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Time to go around the National Football League right here on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. We'll hear from Tom Waddle coming up at 835 because, after all, it's a Waddle Wednesday. I love Waddle Wednesdays, but right now I need to smoke a cigarette after reading the Caleb Williams comments. Let's go. Chase greatness, man. Chase greatness. We turn now to Shane Norling with more around the NFL. Shane? But he had a whole thing planned, and then Pete Thamel sabotaged it by dropping this one-on-one interview with Caleb Williams, where Caleb finally went on record about the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. And i got to tell you, these little, I'm going to call them narratives, that some of the Fields fans, the Fields faithful hold on to, Caleb, he doesn't want to come here, he won't play for the Bears, blah, blah, blah. Boy, they are taking hits lately. How about this quote in this article from Pete Thamel, one-on-one sit-down with Caleb Williams. If I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. If they trade the pick and I get drafted by someone else, I'm just as excited. Speaking about Chicago, they have a talented team, a talented offense and defense. For anyone to be in that situation, I think they'd be excited. Mm -hmm. I'm not pushing any agenda. At the end of the day, the Bears have last say, regardless how I feel. I'm not pushing an agenda of, yeah, I want to go, or no, I don't want to go. I'm excited for whatever comes. So let's, let's stop right there. Okay. So I know that, again, people can read what they want to read, blogs, columns, whatever. But we have to stop today. This whole thing of Caleb Williams would not come to Chicago Bears. He'd rather go to Washington because that's where he's from. Again, he's the number one pick. He's not just going to sidestep the Bears just to go someplace else. The days of, uh, of that are passe, where you could just say, I'm not going to that team. I'm demanding not to go to that team. If he's going to be a Bear, he's going to be a Bear. That's what he just told you in that, uh, that one quote right there. All right, Shay, what else? Williams said he's eager for his, quote, first date with Chicago with a meeting planned in Indianapolis this week and stressed the importance of the first impression. Said he was intrigued to hear about the Bears' plans and learn what the organization is like and the vision moving forward. 
Just the constant growth and change that's important, whether you are a quarterback or wide receiver or a general manager or an owner of an, or an organization, Williams said of what he's looking for. Just a healthy situation in the facility with the players and a place that really wants to win. Hoodie, he added, he's been to Chicago once, heard good things about Bears fans, and he's gone down video rabbit holes studying both Michael Jordan and Walter Payton. Here's David Kaplan. Cap? Okay, I need a cigarette. First of all, this guy, he's only been to Chicago once. He is saying all the right things. He he talks openly about, hey, man, uh, it's not about the money. The money comes. You're, it's it's, it's a, a byproduct. It's like you're a radio guy. You're going to have a headphone. You're a great quarterback. You're going to get paid. It is what it is when he said, no, no, no. When it's all done, all I care about is I want to be a legend. I want to look back and go, I left my mark, and I am a legend at what I did. And in that city, the way the passion is, the way they support their teams, yeah. And he's treasuring watching Peyton and Jordan and learning more about Chicago. Bring it on, man. Let's freaking go. Can we move the draft up? I want this guy now. Chase Greatness. Please, folks, I'm begging you. Use the hashtag, Chase Greatness. That's what we're in this for, and it's about freaking time. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? On the topic of watching Walter Payton and Michael Jordan, quote, I'm 22. I didn't get to see those players. As the saying goes, the legend lives on. That's my goal of playing football. It's not money. It's not fame. It's to be immortal. I want to reach that sense of being a legend. Being at the table and having a rightful seat through hard work and energy and time I've put into this game that we all love. It's appealing to be in a city like that. With legends that you've looked up to, reach for the standard they set and try to do anything to get there. Not a PR firm that's saying that. That's Caleb Williams saying that to Pete Thamel. Make sure that's very clear. So there is a, a young man that is laid is laying out to me, Cap, what a lot of young people talk about. You know, there was a time, I would say about 10 or 15 years ago, where you'd say, oh, the modern athlete, all he cares is about is money or all she cares about is money. Just being able to have generational wealth, doesn't matter if they win a championship or not. You know, it's I hear this more often than not about young people. You know what young people care about, Cap? They care about legacy. This is not throwing any shade at Charles Barkley or Reggie Miller or those that fell short of winning a championship. But they don't want to be that. Meaning, they don't want to be just rich and just play and then just leave the sport. Young people care about legacy. Young people want to make a mark and say, hey, I'm a legend or I'm a mortal because I won a championship. I won multiple championships. I think they get that in some ways from LeBron or Steph Curry, that generation of young athletes and sports fans. They are already paid. They're paid from in high school or they're paid in college, whatever, right? But they care about legacy more so than anything else. Talk to young people. They don't want to be without a championship because they feel like they're less than if they don't win a chip. Caleb Williams is along that same lineage to me. He's made the most money of any college football player in the NIL era. Mm-hmm. Now he won a Heisman Trophy that plays into it. He was in the L.A. market. That's another thing that plays into it. But he's built for this. He has Teddy Greenstein's book. I told you about this quarterback dads. One of the chapters, chapter 18, is his dad and him when he's 16 years old. My son is built for this. We made a commitment when he told me this is what he wanted. Okay, 
then we're all in. We either do it right or we don't do it at all. Mm -hmm. This is what he's built for. And the legacy part, you're exactly correct. Uh, He talked about his love of deep dish pizza and Michael Jordan and Walter Payton. Like, he's checking all the boxes, man. And he is going to be the Bears quarterback. How about the wins? How about the winning? That's what I'm looking forward to seeing, if he's going to be an Bears quarterback. It would be amazing. He did talk about that. Mm -hmm. He said about going to Washington, it'd be really cool because it's so familiar. There's a time and place for everything. My job and my hobby is being at the facility or on the field or watching film or relaxing and prepping for the next day or game. My main goal and focus is to go win games and stay focused on keeping the main goal the main goal. Yeah. What's amazing to me, and again, this is not any criticism of Justin. Let me be clear. In any other city, if they held this golden ticket for this guy that all the people that know more football than we do say is this incredible prospect, and you have this guy openly saying, hey, man, if I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. And I'm watching Peyton and Jordan, and I'm eating deep dish pizza, and the whole deal. There's an Instagram story where he's eating deep dish pizza with his buddies going, this stuff's fire, man. I love this. So why are we not all 1,000% going, okay, it's that time. We're getting the lottery ticket. Let's go. Uh, the Chicago tropes aside about the food, I care about the football the most. And that is that he realizes that, hey, I wasn't around for Jordan and Peyton, but I do understand these were legends in Chicago, and I want to be, be among those legends in Chicago sports. Yeah, the whole yeah. package. That's something to shoot for. It's the whole package. <laughs> that's, that's something to shoot for, that's for sure. We're talking about two of the all-time greats ever put on a Chicago sports uniform, so that that would be awesome. That is for sure. But at least, Shay, it, it's not like someone out of town just like, yeah, it's another team, great opportunity I mean, the NFL. He's actually laying out his case to be a Chicago bear. Right. That's my biggest takeaway from all of this is the the conversation around him really has not been about the play. It's been mostly about he doesn't want to be in Chicago because social media accounts went viral when they tweeted it. And now we have Caleb on the record with Pete Thamel. And it sounds like he's embracing the city of Chicago before we've even made the pick. That's my point. Like everything about our city. He's like, I'm in. They want me. I'm in. But I heard he doesn't want to be in Chicago because his dad is a Mettler and he wants to be part of the Redskins. Whoops, commanders. Sorry. Right. (laughs) Like the best line is, my job and my hobby is being at the facility or on the field or watching film or relaxing and prepping for the next day or game. My main goal and focus is to win games and stay focused on keeping the main goal the main goal. You know what, Shay? I think this has been a great segment, but a third of our audience thinks that what you read from is AI, and it's not true. So we'll I, just move on. Right. There were people in our chat saying I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I, They're just messing around. He did allude to the commentary that he's a bad teammate. He said, I want everyone to hear me and get a feel for who I am so they're not throwing things out there that are false or that isn't coming from me. Being able to see who I am as a person in my heart and love for football and winning games, that's what I think they'll get from it. My intensity about being on a team and going out there and kicking ass with my new brothers. That's who I am. And you, do you know who he's training with now? Who? He's got a group of guys. He said, first of all... This part's kind of a red flag to me, but go ahead. Everyone thinks I'm a one-man team, William said, referencing the symphony of work that makes an F1 team go. That's not just not the case. 
He's not playing the assignment with an NFL agent, saying he has a whole team of attorneys and advisors to handle contracts and endorsements. In addition, he's got a group of guys he's throwing to and training with every day out in L.A. Nathan Peterman's one of them. Surprise, surprise. Like I said, that's the that's the challenge flag. Williams is working. The other players Williams is working out with, he's training with the quarterback trainer, Will Hewlett, who works with Brock Purdy and some others. And he's also working out with Mason Rudolph, Emery Jones, and Nathan Peter. Here we go! That's not Dak, huh? That's the one part where I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Why? Nathan may... Apparently, Nathan really is an astute observer of the scene because he keeps hanging in the NFL even though he's not a great player. Chase Daniels, same thing. Teams brought him in to be a support system on how do you be a pro and how do you do this and how do you do that. I think it's super cool, man. I'm more excited today than I've ever been. And just like uh, LeBron James, Caleb is saying... I wanted to be Mike. Yep. Understands the, the legacy, right? Of Michael Jordan and Walter Payton, pretty strong, pretty Com- strong. Comment here in our Twitch chat. Cap, uh, Cap will be divorced by April to date Caleb Williams. Khalid, no shot. Oh, you don't love him that much. Okay, <laughs> okay. We'll just live in what do they call it? Polyamory. Oh my God! (laughs) Woody, your partner wants to move the Bears quarterback into the home for a poly marriage. Is this a deal breaker? Oh my God! Well, coming up next on Sports Radio Salt Lake, we'll get a chance to. (laughs) My God! Tom Waddle. Is Tommy ready? Tommy, are you ready to go? Tom Waddle. Hello. Hello, Tommy. Hi, Tom. How are you? Polyamory. Did you hear that, Tommy? I did not. What happened? What did you tell what you just told him? Tell People in Twitch said I'll be divorced by April because I want to marry Caleb. And I said, no, just maybe have a polyamory marriage. I don't know what that is, and I don't want to go there. Okay. A poly means many, Tom. We can, I, I know that. We can get but I, the context. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I'm not. Cap, you invite whoever you want into your bedroom. Okay, go. By the way, where do you think he went for vacation? Like, this isn't a guy sipping drinks on the beach. Uh, he went to uh, uh, he went to Japan. He went to Tokyo. That's correct. Yeah. I'm not even a red meat kind of guy, but the food was out of this world, highlighted by Wagyu steak. Yeah. I... Let's go, man. Just win yeah. football games. Okay. Please. Give me... This is as dumb as the... <laughs> The thought that if somebody picked LeBron James as their favorite basketball player, Chicago's not the right place for you. Can you can you chuck the pill? Are you, do you read defenses quickly? Does the ball come out quick? Are you, you successful? That's all I give a rat's ass about. Thank you, yes. Tom. Thank, thank you, Tom. But, all of it. But my partner, though, he's a good person and he likes Wagyu steak. Take that. Just wait till we get the story. He used to vacuum the USC locker room. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. my God. He likes to clean like me. Oh, God. That's wonderful. All right. Tommy will join us for a Waddle Wednesday coming up on the Captain J. Hood Morning Show. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Tom Waddle. Tom Waddle. Former wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Tom Waddle. 
guy's amazing. 1989 All-Madden team and afternoon co-host on ESPN Chicago. I think he's going to start at least eight games in the National Football League next year for a team that's going to give him a chance. It's Waddle Wednesday with Tom Waddle. Listen, i got a pedicure in an hour. When I get back here, the wheels better be spinning, all right? On Captain G on ESPN Chicago. It's a Waddle Wednesday on the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. And Tommy's on the hotline. That'd be the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Tune in. Don't worry, call the Car X man. Good morning to you, Tommy. How are you? <sighs> Good. You're having to hose off your partner in there. Oh, t- Tommy, you're. Th- I love you like a brother. I do. But you are so underselling this whole narrative because and i get it you can he throw the pill can he read the defense get the ball out of him that's all obviously paramount but the fact that this guy understands the gravity of the situation the city he's coming to most likely everything that goes with being the face of this organization and wanting to be not a great player not a super bowl champion an effing legend? Tommy, oh, hose me down, get me a cigarette, let's go. Good morning, Tommy, how are you? I'm doing okay, thank you. Thank Ta- you. Tommy, from your conversation that you had with Ryan Poles, the general manager for, yeah. the, uh, for the Chicago Bears, is there something that you didn't already know? When you talked to him, is there something that you learned from that conversation that you already knew? Wow. Um, I, I think it was just kind of confirmation of what I thought. I, I mean, look, we're all reading tea leaves now, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to connect dots. And it just, look, I, I, what I did know is, is coming into this whole situation that Ryan Poles was going to handle all of it with a professional approach, that he, he's good at this. Like when he met the media yesterday, the first thing he did was he mentioned the contributions of Eddie Jackson and, and Cody Whitehair. Like he's got a feel for for the tone and the tenor of what needs to be said and, 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 and being respectful to Justin and handling this professional in a professional manner, I thought was just confirmation, Jonathan, of what I already knew and how he would handle things. But I think like when Sylvie asked him the question about if there was a, a prospect out there that, that just knocked your socks off and, and he was it and you were in, in love with this guy as a, your player, you, you know, is do you just shut down the conversations in terms of trying to trade him? And he said yes. And um, I, I just think as you you, you follow the breadcrumbs, it, it just feels like they are definitely leaning into what I think we all suspected is is that they're they're thankful for what Justin has done in a Bears uniform. They respect him. They're going to move on from him, and they're going to draft somebody. Obviously, the, the leading contender is Caleb Williams, and they're going to move forward. I think just, Jonathan, that I've come away with in the last 24 hours, without saying it, they've kind of said it to mm-hmm. me. Tommy, as someone who played in the league, had success in the league, has been on the scene here as a broadcaster, highly successful for almost 30 years, for crying out loud, I can't believe it. I'm old. As you look at... <laughs> Caleb Williams, and if he said to you, Tom, you have taken the bull by the horns and you have been huge in that city, what advice would you give him coming here? Because he's not coming in, at, and this is not a criticism, this is a fact, he's not coming here as an undrafted wide receiver, scrapping the fighting to make the team. He's coming in as the Messiah. 
Uh, be loyal and honest. It was the thing that, that, that you know, um, I, I think that Coach Ditka was probably the things that, that he impressed upon me that were most, I thought, most important and lasted with me the most. As long as you give the fans and the people and the organization, you know, an honest and a loyal effort and you treat the organization in an honest and loyal way, then then the people are going to love you and you can hold your head high regardless of whether or not you're throwing for 300 yards or 150 yards. Um, just just understand how important this is to the fans and treat them with the respect and the dignity that they deserve. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty simple. And, and, and look, Cap, to go back to – I'm kind of go, goofing with you – I like what he said. There's no question. I want him to be focused on being the best player he can be. I all I didn't want to hear from him was, yeah, I'm a little, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a little suspect with regard to where Chicago is. I, I want him to be all in, and I think he is all in. Um, and I didn't hear anything from him that that was alarming. But I just don't. I'm sorry. I don't. His favorite style of pizza and some of the other stuff. Like, I heard the guys when I was out of town last week. I think it was Evan uh, on, on Sportsman, like, was talking about how, you know, if, you, if, you, if Michael Jordan isn't your favorite basketball player of all time, well, then you're not fit for Chicago. Come on, guys. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's just silliness, isn't it? I'm These guys are bit... 22 years old. Those guys, all they've known, in the, they're watching the NBA, if you're in, the, in the, you know, this NFL draft, is, is LeBron. Nobody watched Michael. You weren't born when Michael was doing most of his brilliant stuff. So a lot of it is just rhetoric and it's, it's, you know, it's fluff. But, uh, no, it sounds like this kid, there's a lot of substance, not just on the field but off the field. And, you know, in the stuff I read, he, he hit every note. He didn't mention Jardinera beef sandwiches. <laughs> Tommy, I'm, not, I'm very disappointed. I don't know if he's really all in if he didn't mention the beef sandwiches yeah. and the, uh, the well. Jardinera. You know what I mean? He's still suspect then, right? Yeah, I'm not so sure. He's more of a Washington guy than a Chicago guy, as we talked to Tommy Waddle. Coming up, we'll talk about the defense of the Chicago Bears. That'll be coming up. Eberflus had some things to say about the defense. We'll talk about it coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Here we go. <laughs> Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back. On ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's a Waddle Wednesday on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Tommy, there were some thoughts from Matty Rafloos, the head coach for the Bears, a very handsome Matty Rafloos. Coach Crockett? Mm. <laughs> Sonny mm. Crockett. Coach Sonny Crockett. You can't spell uh, Eberflus without B A E. Mmm. He is uh, looking good. I don't know about you, pal, but a little mustache. Does that have Cap charged up as well, Matt Eberflus' yeah. new look? Look, he's got the... I'm the, all in. He is so hot. <laughs> he's got the beard. He's, he's got so the hair. Hot. He's Let's got go. the, he's got the fade. He's got the bomber jacket. Like, <laughs> I know. Dude, yeah. and the hoodie Cap. underneath. Mm. Yeah. Let's yeah. freaking like the, it go. It wasn't a quarter zip. It was it was like with a Bears logo. It was like something from a designer's. Yes, you, you know, looked like story. Dominique Foxworth this morning on Get Up. The bomber jacket, the hoodie. Let's go. Let me tell you something, Tommy. I don't know about you, but uh, that looks like a championship coach to me. Oh, yes. Eberflus. We got uh, room in the polyamory I, I world. Was, I was, Cap, I was just going to ask, is there any room for Coach Matt? Yes. Yes, he wouldn't kick him out of bed, clearly. 
As we turn now to Matt Eberflus talking about the defense, can they take another step? I want to just commend the players, uh, you know, on the whole football team for sticking together the way they did uh, at the end of the season and us come, having a lot of success at the end. Um, and the defense is the same. You know, I want to really uh, uh, thank those guys for that because they really hung together and started to really gel and started to get really, you know. So to answer your question, um, you can always have more rushers. You can always have more corners, right? You know, I love that. Um, but uh, we're, we're close to being a, a pretty solid group. Oh, he sounds so good. He does. Oh, mm, sounds so good, authoritative. I love it. Very encouraging on the defensive end and Woo. knowing that they need another pass rusher. on the. Obviously, we all know that on the other side of Montez Sweat. But, guys, I, I would say the thing that I heard from Matt Eberflus yesterday meeting the media hmm. that resonated most with me was about the offense and the quarterback position. I don't know if you guys have talked about this this morning, but you know when when Matt was talking about Coach Matt, Coach Crockett was talking about you know the important traits of of you know quarterback. He's talked about you know two minute drill, fourth quarter, third downs, final moments of games, mm-hmm. and guys, you know, as we've all agreed, Justin has not been dealt a great hand over the course of the last three years. But if you look at his stats and his performance in those metrics, it's awful. No so, question. Yeah. You know, if you if you want to connect dots, and I think we're in the, you know, it's like a game now. We're trying to connect dots, and you're trying to, you know, come to a conclusion as to how these guys feel. That was the most revealing thing that I heard from, from Iberflush yesterday was just the traits that he admires and he's looking for in a quarterback. Again, you know, Justin hasn't been been handed a you know a great hand, but uh, that's you know, a lot of the things he mentioned is areas where they've struggled. And it's funny because there's this narrative that, you know, the Bears are going to get no takers for Justin. I don't think he's going to have a litany of takers, but somebody's going to make a move and say, all right, let's take a shot with this kid. My question is, do they pick up Justin's fifth year option or is it a one year tryout for the uh, team that would trade for him? Correct. Um Think if you're going to give up a second round pick, which I don't know what they're going to what what will happen I, I, for a team that's going to make a trade and give up draft currency for him, I wouldn't be shocked if in fact they they picked up the fifth year option. I don't know how teams are feeling now. You, look, there's an extra thirty million for every team to spend, which may tr- change the way that the teams think about certain things. So, so NBC Sports Chicago last night posted they be, they have a source telling them. That Atlanta is absolutely engaged. I'm not sure that's true or not. Maybe. But, yeah, there was an article. Uh, Steve Weiss does great work for the NFL Network and is dialed into the Atlanta situation. He's, I think he's, very, he's got a good relationship with Terry Fontenot, their general manager. I think the re- most recent thing I saw from, from Steve was is that, it, look, um, the, it's, it's not something that is high on their list. So, look, at this point, we're all guessing. But when Steve Weiss, there's certain guys in certain towns with certain teams that you listen to and it, it resonates more with you. Like, I, I know that you guys have talked about the guy in Pittsburgh that's been in that, you know, arena for so long, the writer out there. And he had thoughts about what the, the Steelers wanted to do at the quarterback position. I think Steve Weiss has got a good feel for Atlanta. So, look, he'll, there will be a home for Justin. There's no question at all. I think the other thing when... when Ryan Poles met the media yesterday with us and with, with you know, the whole crew. Um, he talked about not wanting to be in this gray area. I think, guys, that, that, again, as you connect dots, there's more gray attached to a dance partner for Justin than it, there is with regard to what their thought is about the first overall selection. 
So as they try to find a timeline to do all that they're going to do, I, I think what what right now is if, uh, qu- holding up is probably the wrong way. I think they want to do this sooner rather than later. Just again, these are all my thoughts speculating. I would think that the gray area exists with regard to finding somebody that would like to do a deal on that front. Tommy, you jumped on. Did you jump on that uh, Pistons plus eleven against the uh, Bulls last night? I did not. I heard you guys. I heard Cap. Did Cap? Didn't you say you're laying the points? The Bulls minus. No, 11? I had a same game. I don't. I did not play the, oh, okay. the game per se. I didn't have a side. I had. Oh, I did. I had a same game that I hit almost every leg. The only thing I missed on. Freaking Kobe White played like a blind man yesterday. I mean, they went two of 29 from three. That's the, not good. In the update yesterday, I, when you were reading that, you said 11. I said I would take the Pistons. You did? Yes. And, and so that's exactly it. That is, if that's not rock bottom, I'm not sure what is, Tommy. I mean, that's the Pistons are horrible, as we all know, now 9-49. and 49, But the idea that you shoot that poorly at home, the Bulls, that's, uh, that's not settling. That's just sucking. It's just you know, the reminder. I keep hearing, oh, well, we're, since, you know, whatever, we're, we're actually good. If you go back to the point where they were 13 and 17, so they were four under 500, I think it was like December 21st or whatever it is, they, they're at the same spot. Like, yeah. they haven't made any progress. You, okay, you made progress after the, you know, the horrible start in the first 12 games. But since the thirty-one game mark, you're you're the same team. You're, you're still four, three or four games under five. Dude, if Arturis was running the Bears, he'd have signed Justin to a two hundred fifty million dollar max deal, and then dealt the pick for some whatever down the road. Yeah, it's it's not good. And, and listen, the worst emotion you want to 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 feel from your fan base is apathy. And I think that, that I think anger is not part of the equation. I think for the most part frustration, I think for the most part Bulls fans at this point are, are apathetic because there's just they haven't done anything. Uh, look, I was on Stormwatch last night, so thankfully I did not see It was nasty. Oh, it was unbelievably bad. Uh, so, did you lose any power? Did not. You know, Jonathan, they went through a big process over the last month or so in the place I'm in now. They put all the uh, electrical lines underground. So, you know what? I think we got past it. That's good. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Growing up, Cap, Tom, it was my parents always said, get to the basement. Even oh, yeah. just, just, for oh, hard, yeah. just for hard rain. Yeah. They're just like, hey, I mean, can we turn the TV on? No, no TV. No. You just listen to the radio, the crackling sound of the radio to find out what was going on with the storm. Jonathan, that was my childhood. We lived right in Tornado Alley in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Like, like We experienced more than one tornado that came in and just devastated certain areas. And, and you're right, like the basement. You were in the basement three or four times a summer. Yeah, that's true. That's I would say, can we go upstairs? No, no. We can still hear the rain pelting the home yes. just in case. And it's so funny because it becomes election uh, election coverage on all of these news channels, right? Oh, they go yeah. wall to wall with it. This is this is their utopia right here. Look, when, when you, you understand, back in the day when we were kids, if it got a little cloudy and a touch windy, you'd just hear one of your parents scream, to the basement! <laughs> <laughs> Just get down there. Yeah. Down into the cellar, Cap. Like that was I remember happen. that going down in the basement. <laughs> Last night, my daughter-in-law is driving back in that nonsense from Madison Ooh. with mm. the kids. Yeah, and Madison. I get home from dinner. It just started. I got to watch the Bulls. Screen's frozen. Mm. Your Xfinity service is down. Uh-oh. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting my iPad 
and I'm going to link it through my iPhone mm-hmm. so I can watch it on the stream, and it came back on TV. Oh, it's good. I, I think that's Bam. a sign that, that that's not a game worth watching. Yeah. Even if you've got a nine-leg parlay, I just think... I had to do a recap, Tommy. i got to see it. Okay, my the, bad. The good bad. Lord you says... You know, listen, you could have just told a story. You know, come on. We've all done that, right? Yes. Yeah. This was a really important game. I saw 98%. You didn't see a single play. You just were reading highlights. What are you, the lady that said she made up the coach interviews? Who was that? Oh, gosh, I forget. Who I said that this year? Snorling. Oh, yeah, that was uh, Carissa Thompson. Carissa Thompson. Yeah. Carissa Waddle joining Whoa. us. Snorling. Snorling. I, I think well, Tommy's hit on something. I think Tommy's right. I mean, when you, when the good Lord says maybe you shouldn't watch that game, it's bad for your eyes like porn. Right. Well, wow. I don't know about that. Man. Well, it depends on the porn. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that, that's, a good, that's a good tagline, isn't it? <laughs> depends on the porn. <laughs> exactly get that right. as a bumper sticker. Put that on the back of your car. <laughs> so depends on, on the, the eyeballs porn. to get looked at you sideways doing that. That's it. Tommy, as always, we appreciate you stopping by on a Waddle Wednesday. Amen, brothers. Thanks for having 52 me. 52 weeks a year, Tommy. We love you. I love you back. See ya. He's hot. He's great. Take yeah, that. that damn right. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, uh, boom, boom, boom. Uh, Don't worry, uh, call the car accident. Ryan Poles said he wants to know the quarterback situation as soon as possible. How soon will this all happen? It happened eight minutes ago when the article dropped. All right. Instead, we'll talk about the White Sox in two minutes on Cap and Jay. Wow.